Hey, this is Jack Rogers. Hello, this is Olivia Valerio. This is Chris Hughes. This is Abby Bennett. Hi, this is Mike Kinsler, and you're listening to The Inside Pitch. With Bob Fredette and Tom Hall of Fame Haley. Play ball! The Rutland Herald's local sports podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. Here they are, Bob Fredette and Tom Haley. And welcome back to Inside Pitch. I'm Bob Fredette, here with Tom Haley, George Nostrin, our engineer. And it's the final week of the regular season. And boy, I'll tell you what, this, these eight weeks have gone by in a real hurry, and now we're looking right down the barrel of playoff time. So we're here. We're going to start talking about football today, Tom. So You're right. When we were talking yeah, just ahead of time, you were talking about teams that you felt were like really you know, surprising in one way or another. I mean, why don't we just start right there? Well, you know, think, thinking about back to August and what we were thinking about on August 12th, when the first day they reported to practice, um, I don't think Middlebury is a surprise. I think we all had Middlebury, St. Jay, Rutland. I think D1 has kind of played out. We might be a little bit surprised at how much uh, Middlebury has separated themselves and the score of that last game against Rutland. D2, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I, I just thought Brattleboro from the beginning I don't think a lot of people were as high on them as I was. I think everybody said they're going to be a, a top four, but I, I don't think a lot of people thought they would dominate the way they did. But, I mean, I'm talking to other coaches and before the year, and they're all talking about Tyler Millerick and the type of quarterback he was, and they just sounded like a team that could dominate in D2, and they have. And then in D3... You and I talked about Pulteney and Springfield in in D3 and the possibility of the game that is coming up this Saturday being for all the marbles. As it turns out, it's really a huge game, but it's not for all the marbles. And there may have been people up in Franklin County who were aware that Fairfax could be that good, this good. Uh, but I don't think I was. I don't think most people down here were. So I think Fairfax is at least a, a mild surprise. And then you got the Woodstock thing, and, and I think people give them a lot of credence because of the name. They are Woodstock. And we knew they wouldn't be really, really good this year because... The first day of practice, they were looking at 25 players, and we said, well, how good can they be? But I don't think we saw them going winless. I don't think we saw them forfeiting a game. That's a kind of a surprise. Oxbow, the team you might have thought would have been in the boat that Woodstock is in, has won some games. They've been a nice surprise. And uh, it just, you know, it... Uh, it I think a lot of it's played out the way we thought, but yeah, there there have been some surprises. I think the, the biggest surprise for me is that we continue along a path where each division only has like three teams or maybe four teams at the max that you would consider to be state championship caliber or be really competing right. uh, come the semifinals. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one thing that, that I really wish could change about Vermont football and uh, – 
you know, I know that all is being done that could possibly be done to, to help it along, but... Well, I, I, I know eight man is a bad... It's a dirty word to a lot of people in this state, but I think we're missing the boat. Uh, Maine went to eight man this year. It's been very successful. I think they feel it's saved a lot of programs. I just think eight man, maybe, you know, I, I was talking to... Um, one of the guys from the Vermont Bucks, who has a big background in football, played at high school in Texas, uh, played it in, in college, and he feels that eight man would, would bring back a school with a football tradition like MSJ. It could bring back football. Maybe not with the idea of ever ascending to 11 man again. But being a viable eight-man program that that could really get into it and and I mean it's football. Football is football, and and the reason that people around here aren't ready to buy into it because they don't know it. They haven't lived in Nebraska, they haven't lived in Texas, they haven't lived in places where eight-man and even six-man uh, has just a wild following. And, and produce players who've gone on to great college and NFL careers. Football is football. And I think that Maine would say that this year, this first year of eight man has been a big success. And I think we've got to look at it. I think so too. I, and I have not been a guy who supported eight man football in the past. Uh, but I think football is going through a big change right now. Right. And uh, I think one of the most obvious changes, you can see it if you watch football, you watch the NFL. I've seen the number of hits where the head is involved dramatically decreased. I see a lot of guys around the shoulders or in the midsection, yep. you know, they're doing a lot of that. You know, I, I think maybe as this filters down a little bit more and more people are exposed to that, that you don't have the fear of football. And fear is only one factor, obviously, because right. the, the population is another big, big factor. But uh, I like to see it. Uh, I would like to see it survive at any at any cost, as long as it's kept safe, and people are enthusiastic about it. And let's face it; I mean, nothing really gets the blood going during the fall more than football does. So. Absolutely not. So. Nothing galvanizes a community like football. This is the inside pitch, the Rutland Herald's local sports podcast, brought to you by. Our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. Hi, this is podcast engineer George Nostrin, the one that Bob and Tom are always heckling. If you're wondering where you can find the inside pitch, we post it on our website every week under the sports drop-down menu. It's also shared on Facebook, Twitter, and you can find it on iTunes. So, given that, we're going to dive right into this weekend here. We start talking about teams that are disappointments. We'll talk about a couple of teams that are not disappointments right, right now. Polney and Springfield, huge day in Polney, hugest day in Polney since the Chili Festival. And they're going to, well, I kid you not, believe me, everyone was talking about the Chili Festival when I was over there a couple yep. of days, a couple of weeks ago. And the first annual Chili Bowl. And the Chili Bowl, right, which, which I'll tell you what which will not hold enough chili to feed uh, a sparrow. So I think they need a bigger chili bowl next year. I really yeah. do. Okay. Especially if the Pulteney linemen are eating. Yeah, it was a chili cup. It was more like it was yeah. a chili thimble. But it was symbolic and everything. But this week there's nothing symbolic about it. Uh, Springfield, 
Polney. I was talking to Dave Catman a little uh, after uh, last Saturday's games, and he's convinced that uh, that that game has huge playoff repercussions because right now they're number two and three. If Springfield wins, it would flip to three and two, and then Pulteney would be at Springfield in the second weeks of the playoffs. So right now, who plays where on the second week? And obviously, we can't look past the first week. You got to win those first games. Right. But the odds of that happening are very, very good. Yep. And uh, the winner of that game on Saturday is likely going to be hosting the uh, the semifinals in two weeks. So that's a really, really big game. And, yep. uh, and you saw the Pulteney-Fairfax game. Yes. And, yeah. and Pulteney, Springfield, and Fairfax. Fairfax and Springfield had a good game, too. Right. That's uh, a one-touchdown game. Yeah, I mean, so D3 is pretty intriguing. It is. I, I really like D3. Uh, the, the weak link, the, the fourth seed in D3 will, yeah. not, will not be all that good. Uh, right. And this is no no disrespect to Outer Valley, but they're not playing good defense, and they really need to. And then they had an awful game against Windsor the other day. Windsor, by the way, could be a sleeper in the right. division. I wouldn't say to go all the way, but certainly to cause somebody a big headache. Yeah, uh, if you do want to talk about a fourth team on the outside of those big three, uh, you know, maybe it is Windsor. Maybe it is Windsor. But, you know, I tell you, you take Windsor and you take Oxbow and you take Outer Valley, you kind of throw a blanket over them and let them fight it out and see who comes out of that mess, you know, and uh, and that's your four seed. But uh, but it's it's very interesting. Uh, and, you know, Windsor had – I just want to go back to Windsor because they lost a 12-6 game to Springfield early in the season when Springfield was healthy. Uh, and, of course, they lost uh, their quarterback during that game, but uh, they were healthy at the start of it. And Windsor went to Oxbow two weeks ago, had a two-touchdown lead and could hold on to it. So, I mean, the Windsor could easily have four wins rather than the, the two that they have right, right now. It could be right in the middle of the pack. So, yep. But I looked at them last Saturday at Outer Valley. They've got a good offense. Uh, they flew to the ball pretty well on defense. You know, they made some mistakes because they're not the best team out there, but they're certainly a good team uh, now. So I think that uh, – now they got them playing better football and healthy. You know they'll be they'll be in pretty good shape for the playoffs. So, uh, but but really it all comes down to I, I really like this game this weekend. Yeah, and you're going to be there uh, in, in Polney for Springfield, and uh, that'll be a really good game. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Um, another interesting place where we're, we're looking at games that don't look really huge, but um, right now in Division Two. U32 is trying to catch BF for the second seed. Mm. And U32 won their game against BF. And it'd be a lot, they won that in Westminster, but they obviously they like to have it at home. So uh, U32 hosting Spalding this week yep. in, a, in a big rivalry game. I would, right. I would imagine that U32 would win that, but you can't tell with rivalry games for sure. Uh, meanwhile, Milton is at BF, and I imagine that BF would win that game oh, yeah. relatively easily. It's so. a pretty weak uh, Milton team. It's a pretty weak Milton team this year. So, yes. So, um, another game in, in Division Two. you know, we don't talk about this because they haven't been in the same division for some time now. Brattleboro and Mount Anthony, they're finally back in the same division. Yeah, you know? yeah. And they're playing in Bennington. Talk and, about rivalry games, D2 now. Yeah. Brattleboro-Mount Anthony, BF Brattleboro, that, that you know, that interstate yeah. between them, a short distance, uh, and... Uh, the fact that Mike Impey was on the staff at Bellows Falls last year, now he's on the staff at Brattleboro. Uh, that that that's a good rivalry game too. If it uh, if it transpires again, if it does, yeah, absolutely. So um, so right now I'm just I'm curious. I've seen Mount Anthony score a bunch of points in a lot of games, 
but I haven't seen them beating a, beating a good team yet. Uh, and giving up a ton, and, right? And giving up a ton. And yeah. Giving giving up a ton. Yeah. Right. Even against some of the uh, some of the poorer teams, they're one of those teams that they've got to outscore you. And they stayed in the game with Burn Burton uh, for a while. They did. And uh, that's the other team uh, we mentioned: uh, Rutland and Middlebury and St. Jay. And what do you think about BBA? And their chances in D1. I know they lost that game at home to CJ, but uh, I think it was a good game, right, for a while? It was a slugfest, quite yeah. Quite a while, yeah. Yeah, they were. I think they, they lost it like 50 I mean, to 38. But, the uh, Bulldogs could be a dangerous team. Well, they could be. You know, the one thing that's disappointing about the Bulldogs is not them. It's their schedule. They got handed a very, very weak schedule right. this year. And, uh, like, this week they're going to have to play Rice. I mean, uh, no offense, but Rice is not a good football team. I know. Not only that, it, it's a ways away. We were all disappointed. We didn't get that that game between Rutland and BBA, two teams, you know, in pretty close uh, proximity. And yeah. uh, it's a game everybody wanted to see. And yeah. for some reason, wasn't on the schedule. Yeah, I, and and I don't think you're gonna I don't think you're gonna wind up seeing it in the playoffs unless. Uh, um, well, you know, things have got to kind of fall on the line right now here. Right? But it would be fun if it happened. It, it would be fun. It'd be and it'd be a huge draw, you know. And, yes, and it would. BBAs they score a ton of points. They play very, very physical football. Um, as soon as they got knocked up to Division One, I, I thought this team is going to be fine in Division One. You know, I, I kind of wish they were there last year because right, right. no one could hold it hold a candle to them at all last year. Yep. So those games that they played against uh, BF and Burn Burton were just a mess. So yep. uh, I'd kind of like to see that. And I, I, you know, and this this is only this is the first year in a one year cycle. So hopefully next year they will put them together. That yeah, would be great. I mean, they should. They that really should. Great. I mean, why? I mean, is you know. Rutland playing, you know, at Colchester or South Burlington, which, well, we don't want to go there. <laughs> yeah, speaking of huge yeah. draws, uh, the Cosmo fans are really into their team. They're going to travel well Saturday. They had 1,238 official attendance for wow. the home game, <laughs> the game at Brown Field with uh, Bellas Falls. So they're going to travel. So there's going to be a lot of people in Pulteney on Saturday. Oh, yeah, they will. They will have a lot of people in Pulteney on Saturday. I don't know where they're going to put them all, but you're going to have them ringing the field, I would think, here. So, yeah, yeah that'll be very exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I know you're looking forward to seeing that. I so, am. Um, so uh, I'm going to be watching Mill River playing Oxbow. Oh, And yeah. I think that that's a very good match. Uh, Mill River, uh, you know, I don't look at them to be world beaters or legitimate threats to the Division Three crown, but uh, they scored 28 points at BFA. You know, yep. and uh, I think that they've got enough kids. I've seen them play. They can they can score. I think Mill River Oxbow will be a competitive game. I think it's a really good game. Yeah. I see it that being a one touchdown game one way or the other. Yep. Really, you know. So um, it's 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 gonna be and it'll be it'll be like a thirty eight thirty game too, because it's just the the one thing that's lacking in some of the teams in, in lower in the division in division three is they don't play really good defense. I haven't seen uh, them right. play good defense. I haven't seen uh, Otter Valley playing really good defense, although they have this year. Uh, and it's just a matter of, you know, who's got the firepower. So then they, one thing they don't lack for in Division Three is firepower. They, they'll put up a bunch of points yep. here. So um, we're just about running out of time here. Tom, I wanted to ask you if there's something else. I mean, there's something in the other divisions, and obviously it's not all about football, but what do we have on tap in soccer or field hockey that you're keeping an eye on right now? 
Well, um, I think in girls' soccer Division Three, that Mill River team could be a scary dark horse. Uh, they played only one and two teams all year long. Yes. They tied Fairhaven yesterday. They lost three to two to Brattleboro in overtime, a D one team. Uh, they got a bad record, so they're going to get a, a a really good opponent and early and right away. But I still think they're capable. Uh, Mill River could make some noise. Okay, and uh, and the game you're going to go see today, there's going to be a lot of noise about that one right now, isn't there too? Out of Valley and um, Rutland field hockey. Rutland is. Really hit the skids. Uh, they were five three and one at one point. Now they're five six and one, and uh, they're looking to rediscover whatever was working. And Otter Valley's nine and two and a real red hot contender in the Division Two tournament, along with the likes of Hartford and Mount Abe and Woodstock and BBA and DBA. D two yeah. is yeah. D two is going to be one wild. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so listen, uh, go go watch that game this afternoon. It's at Rutland High School? No, it's at it's, it's in Brandon. It's in Brandon, Rutland at Brandon. Okay, and Otter Valley coming off a big win over Windsor, a big get-even yes. win over Windsor, which is another good team in Division it Three is, here. In so. Division Three, yes. So, yes. So, uh, listen, our time has run out, but next week, come back, we'll be doing our podcast on Monday. Our special pairings edition. Pairings edition. We hope to get a guest in here. I'm not quite sure who we're going to get yet, but we want to get someone to talk about the soccer tournaments. Uh, so there's a lot going on. The field hockey tournaments are also going to be released uh, next Monday, So, and the football will be released next Sunday. So by next Monday, we'll know everything about where everybody is going, except for, obviously, you and me. So, yep. uh, so uh, and we don't care, because wherever we're going, it'll be good. It'll be because good. In the playoffs, every single day is a no tomorrow scenario. <laughs> and that is a beautiful thing. Okay. That's what it's all about. The finality of the playoffs. I I can't follow that. Okay. <laughs> we're we're, we're going we're to get out of here. Thanks for joining us for Inside Pitch. Come on back next Monday. In the meantime, go watch some games this week. The Rutland Herald's Local Sports Podcast. Brought to you by our season sponsor, the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Healthy you, healthy together. Here they are, Bob Fredette and Tom Haley.